Here we go, everybody. This is an After Dark podcast. My name's Robin O'Neill. This is me reading stuff. Uh, if you don't know who I am, welcome. Welcome to the program. Uh, I am an artist and forensic accountant who likes to read a little bit of something to you every once in a while in the middle of talking about a bunch of other shit. That's how I would describe the podcast. You know, speaking of that, I've never known how to talk about this podcast. If if I, I don't talk about it a lot in regular life, I don't, when I meet people, I don't say, hi, thank you so much for giving me my groceries today. Uh, I've got a podcast, here's my card. I don't do it that often. I mean, I never do it like that. But if it comes up and then somebody asks me, well, what's your podcast about? I, uh... If anybody knows how to answer that, actually hit me up. I would love to know. I'm sorry I missed last week, everybody. Uh, for anybody not checking in lately, I have uh, no vision in my left eye, which is a massive problem, and it's very terrifying. And I don't know if and when it's going to come back, if ever. So I'm low-level freaking out, high-level freaking out, but I appear to be low-level freaking out because that's what happens when you're in like paralysis mode, which is what I'm in. I'm just kind of sitting, whatever I'm doing, which is almost nothing, I sit here and I go, just breathe, Robin. Just, you can't do much. I can't write, I can't draw, I can't read. I can't do any of the things I love the most. Um, because of what's going on with my eyes, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know you guys. I'm sorry. I really haven't wanted to do the podcast today, but in a way I do just because even reading a little bit and even trying to do something that I love might be good for me. I just, I don't want to talk to people about this. I, I don't want to talk about my fear if I lose vision of my eye forever, what that means for me and my job, my life, the thing I love to do day in, day out. I mean, I could never draw the way I do without both eyes because I just couldn't. I could do something else, but I kind of don't want to do anything else. You know what I mean? Anyway, whatever. The thing is, is that, oh, that's my every two hour eye drop. Hold up. I got to hit pause. That's my reminder. I have to take this eye drop every two hours. Okay. I'll be right back. You guys, thanks for listening. Sorry. I'm a little bit complainy kind of, a, but I wouldn't say I'm a baby. This is a really big deal. So anyway, hold on. I'll be right back and I'll switch gears. Get these eye drops in, read you something, get the fuck out of here. Because I've been going on way too long lately. It's not okay. It's not okay with me. It's not okay with you. Real quick before I do my eye drops. Also, you guys are so nice. Ever since I mentioned how I I got a lot of requests, um, whatever that thing is on Podomatic where you guys request more episodes... I got so many of those, especially since I couldn't get myself to record last week. And that was so sweet. I cannot tell you how much that meant to me, truly. And I'm sorry to come back with such a bummer intro here. 
I, I'm just doing my best. This is all I can kind of muster right now, you guys. Okay, eye drops. Then we return with a poem, which I have no idea what I'm reading you. I struggle to read right now, but I'm going to do my best. Hey, guys, I'm back with a book. Uh, by the way, I want you to know that I'm, I hope this isn't making a lot of weird noise because I'm actually reading from my bed, and I don't say that to be erotic. There's nothing erotic about it right now. Um, but I'm just saying that because I'm, I normally have my mic stand set up and everything, but I'm just holding my mic in a very weird way. Guess what? I'm reading Ted Kooser. I'm a little um, too lazy to go. Like normally I make sure I really truly know a few things to say about whoever I'm about to read. But I've read Ted Kooser on here a few times. Poet Laureate of the United States from Nebraska like me. Uh, he's one of our heroes because uh, remember on me reading stuff, we love people who have regular old jobs while they write poetry. And he was the, I think, vice president of an insurance company, which I've always loved about him. And let's see, what else do I know offhand about Ted Kuzer? Thank God he's still alive. He's certainly old. Hey, Ted, if you're listening, I'm sorry to call you old, buddy. But what are we going to do? We got we to gotta tell the truth. You're no, you're no spring chicken, nor am I. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I am actually just picking a poem that I don't recall from Delights and Shadows. Um, I will put all the information in the, uh, this is from Coop, sorry, Copper Canyon Press. And uh, I want you guys to buy this book because it's excellent. I have like every page marked, but I don't remember this poem. It's a little bit longer than what I normally read, but I think it's important that I read it. And I don't know why, because I don't even know what I'm about to read, to be honest with you. This is the mood I'm in though. Let's do this. And then I'm going to say goodnight to you all. This is called Pearl. Elkader, Iowa, a morning in March, the Turkey River running brown and wrinkly from a late spring snow in Minnesota, a white two-story house on Mulberry Street, windows flashing with sun, and I had come a hundred miles to tell our cousin, Pearl, that her childhood playmate, Vera, my mother, had died. I knocked and knocked at the door with its lace-colored, sorry, covered oval of glass. And at last she came from the shadows and with one finger hooked the curtain aside, peering into my face through her spectacles, and held that pose, a grainy family photograph that could have been that of her mother. I called out, Pearl, it's Ted, it's Vera's boy. And my voice broke, for it came to me, nearly 60, I was still my mother's boy. That boy for the rest of my life. Pearl, at 90, was one year older than mother and a widow for 20 years. She wore a pale blue cardigan buttoned over a house dress, and she took my hand in the tentative way of old women who rarely have hands to shake. When I told her that mother was gone, that she died the evening before, she said she was sorry. Hold on, I'm trying to hold the mic while laying down, while dealing with this computer, while turning the page. Okay, here we go. That, quote, Vera wrote me a letter a while ago to say she wasn't good, end quote. We probably shouldn't say, quote, and end quote while I read a poem, but we're doing this, we're doing this raw dog style here. We're just, we're interrupting poems now. I never do this. I'm so sorry, you guys, and I don't know why I call it raw dog. 
except that I think the term raw dog is hilarious. Sorry, Ted Kuzer, you are not getting my best self. All right, let's, let's dip back into this poem. I'll, I'll, I'll start from the quote. Vera wrote me a letter a while ago to say she wasn't good. We went to the kitchen and I sat at the table while she heated a pan of water and made us cups of instant coffee. She told me of a time when the two of them were girls and crawled out onto the porch roof to spy on my Aunt Mabel and a suitor who were swinging below. We got so excited we had to pee and couldn't wait and peed right there on the roof and it trickled down over the edge and dripped into the bushes, but Mabel and that fellow never heard. We took our cups into her living room where stripes from the drawn blinds draped over the world's fair satin pillows. She took the couch and I took the chair across from her. I've had some troubles with my health, with health myself, she said, taking off her glasses and wiping them. And I said she looked good, though, and she said, I've started seeing people who aren't here. I know they're not real, but I see them all the same. They come in the house and sit around and never say a word. They keep their heads down or cover their faces with clothes. I'm not afraid, but I don't know what they want of me. You won't be able to see, but one's right there on the staircase where the light falls through that window. A man in a light gray outfit. I turned to look at the landing where a patch of light fell over the carpeted steps. Sometimes I think that my Max is with them. One seems to know his way around the house. What bothers me, Ted, is that they've started to write out lists of everything I own. They go from room to room, three or four of them at a time, picking up things and putting them back. I've talked to Wilson, the chiropractor, and he just says that maybe it's time for me to go to the nursing home. I asked her what a regular doctor said, and she said she didn't go there anymore, that he's not much good. But surely there's medicine, I said, and she said maybe so. And then there was a pause that filled the room. After a while, we began to talk again of other things, and there were some stories we laughed a little over, and I wept a little. And then it was time for me to go, sorry, turning the page, to drive the long miles back. And she slowly walked me to the door and took my hand again. Our warm, bony hands among the light hands of the shadows that reached to touch us but drew back. And I cleared my throat and said I hoped she'd take care of herself and think about seeing a real medical doctor. And she said she'd give some thought to that. I took my hand from hers and waved goodbye, and the door closed, and behind the lace, the others stepped out of the stripes of light and resumed their inventory, touching the spoon I used and subtracting it from the sum of the spoons in the kitchen drawer. Wow. Okay. Well, if you don't know, that's a, that's a really good poem. <laughs> If it's not clear. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. If you do like it, welcome to the club. Um, again, you guys, thank you for everything. Thank you for subscribing. I know there's been a, a lot more reviews on iTunes, and I appreciate that. I can't see all of them because they seem to be international ones or however the hell it works, but um, again, that makes me feel good. Not that this is about making me feel good, you guys. That's not what this is about. I don't know what I don't know what to say other than I hope you guys are doing better than me and I'm sorry to anyone out there uh, that I'm upsetting just by 
being, I, I'm kind of being a jerk. I, I don't know how to talk to people anymore. In other words, I don't want to talk about what's going on with me, but I did want to do a podcast because I, I need to train myself to do things, even though I'm extremely depressed right now. So that's it. That's it for me tonight. You guys have a good night. Thanks for listening to me. Tell me what's going on with you. I haven't been much online, uh, but maybe I will be again soon. And it felt good to read something, even though it's really hard for me to do it. It felt great. Ted Kuzer, I love you. Ted Kuzer, I too am a Nebraskan. You guys, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not, I know this is a weird podcast. Uh, I just wish things were different for you too. Because I know all of you, every single one of you who are, is listening has some shit going on. That's how it is in life, right? It's not just me. Oh, wow. I don't have an eyeball working right now. All right, well, probably half of you have worse things going on just because I know. And I'm sorry. But guess what? It's worth it to be here because occasionally shit's really fun. A lot of times shit's really funny and there's a lot of love out there I have a lot of love I love you guys I'm gonna end there I love you guys I'm thinking of you all and I thank you all from the bottom of my heart for just just being you for being born for continuing to decide to live every day and for doing your best all right I'll talk to you next week who knows maybe I'll have some improvements to report thank you for everything and good night.